Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. When a team suddenly makes a leap um, as the Jazz have this season, or you could say the same thing of the Phoenix Suns this season, which is an even bigger leap given that they you know, hadn't been in the playoffs in 10 years and suddenly are you know, among the top two in the West by record. You, know, you always, you know, a month in, you go, oh, well, that, that's nice. I, I didn't see that coming. Well, let's see if it lasts. And then, you know, another few weeks, another month. And, oh, well, yeah, I, I guess this looks legit, but let's see how things look, you know, after the All-Star break. Or let's see what happens after they have some adversity. And then when a team keeps doing it, as the Jazz have, you think, oh, okay, this, this is who they are now. And so I, I think that's safe to conclude. I think the interesting thing, though, too, though, is, is that, you know, of course, they're going to be measured by however far they go in, in the postseason. And it just feels like it keeps getting more and more crowded. I mean, I think there's five teams that I wouldn't be surprised if they represented. I'd be more surprised by some than others. I'd be very surprised by Phoenix, given where they've come from. But, but, but it shouldn't be a stunner, given what they've done so far. That was our friend Howard Beck talking about the Phoenix Suns. It is going to be a big one tonight, Gordon. And uh, I'll, I'll uh, send you the direction you were looking to go here by saying that uh, the the um, article up on the Tribune's website about tonight's game had had a highlight for, or had a headline for the ages. I thought Utah Jazz will treat Wednesday's one versus two matchup against the Suns like just another game, and also. <laughs> Like a playoff game. <laughs> it can be both. It can be both. You know, it's hot in here, <laughs> but it's also cold. Actually, in there, that's not that, impossible. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, yeah. But I get the point, yeah. It's cloudy outside, but it's also sunny. <laughs> it really can't be that simultaneously, though, you know. <laughs> Just like any other game, but but, but also, it, but but in this case, the seeming collision there is is applicable because on the one hand, whether you win the game or you lose the game, you got to treat it like it's just another game, either way. But it has some pretty important ramifications uh from from a pragmatic standpoint too i mean the jazz were they up two two and a half games over the suns i mean this is a way for the suns to just close that cut that down to one and a half and the jazz are looking at themselves make no mistake man they they they're wondering about themselves too they they want to know how good they are you saw the quotes from mike conley he said yeah we 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 want to know we're, we're i'm paraphrasing but essentially, this is a measurement game. I'm enjoying my coffee, but it's also tea. <laughs> See, it can't be that. <laughs> Some things can't coexist at the same. It can't be true at the same time. But this can be, sort of, in a weird, twisted way. No, I get it. I, I really do. It just it it just made me laugh. You know, covered a <laughs> covered a lot of ground in that, in that headline. But I think uh, that uh, that headline was somewhat 
reflecting what the players were. Saying. I mean, isn't it all really just hyperbole that we surround the game with? I, I mean, I think the Jazz. You, re, you go through. I mean, Eric Walden wrote the piece, and it, he did a great job. Uh, and you go through and you look at the quotes, and, and they're treating this as a, as a big game because it's a tough team, and it's a it's a team that they're going to compete with in the Western Conference. I would I wouldn't be surprised if both teams have a little extra juice going into this one, and uh, you know we'll see we'll see what happens. Jazz lost to this team earlier in the season, and so we'll see if that that you know this turns out to be some sort of measuring stick game. But something you alluded to yesterday, I'll tell you this right now: I'm not going to change my opinion on this Jazz team. For better or worse, based on the results of tonight's game. Oh well, see, that's the other. That's the flip side. You know, it's it's big for for uh, self esteem issues. It's big for the numbers in the win loss record, uh, for positioning. It's important, really important. But is it is it, it going to make a conclusion off of it? No. I mean, that's yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. I agree with you completely. But the Jazz are going to be up for this one, uh, and they've talked about it honestly, candidly, and they should be because I believe in the Suns, man. I, I think that's a good team. And you look at what, what they're doing this year, that's no fluke, man. That's, that's What have they won, 9 of 10 and 6 straight? I mean, the, the, this team is, is really good. They've they made some adjustments. Chris Paul has had a real nice effect on that team. The the younger players have uh, have come along. It, it's there are a lot of similarities with what the Jazz are doing. You know, they're they're evolving as the season is unfolding, and so that's why I think people that look at the Jazz and look at the Suns and just toss them away like, oh come on, I, I think they're full of it. I mean, I don't know whether these teams are going to go deep in the playoffs or not, but I know this. When you watch them play, uh, you know, if the regular season means anything at all, both of these teams are really, really good. Do you believe in the Suns more so than the Jazz? No, no, I wouldn't go that far. But I do I do think both of them have a chance to do some stuff in the postseason that uh, could – chip away at that whole idea of, oh, it's the Lakers and Clippers all the way, and that's just sort of the nuggets, and this other stuff is just window dressing. I, I, I'm not, I don't go there. I think anybody, any team that underestimates, uh, well, this may be true for, for most of the teams that are going to qualify for the playoffs in the West. Anybody who underestimates any of them, I think, is asking for a bloody nose because I, I, I think they all can – can win more, go beyond the first round of the playoffs if they are properly, you know, have the proper mindset. I think they're talented enough to do it. Who's going to be uh, the most competitive? Who's going to be the use the most for, for, force and focus? I mean, th- that's what's so cool about what's happening with these teams, and I think the Suns are right there in the thick of it. Just because they haven't done anything in the past, I'm not predicting that they're going to win an NBA title, but I think they they can contend for one. Much like the Jazz, Gordon, the Suns are good on both offense and defense, probably yeah. a big part of the reason for their success. Seventh in offensive rating, fifth in uh, in defensive rating, and they're all pulling in the same direction. I, I agree with you. The, the Suns are, are not to... Uh, not to be doubted. Uh, everybody's known Devin Booker's talented. I think Aiden is much better this year than I expected uh, him to be on both sides of the ball, actually. And, yeah, Chris Paul is having a similar effect that he did in Oklahoma City. So it, it'll, certainly be, it'll certainly be an intriguing matchup. 
Yes, I, I agree with that. And it really kind of bothers me when 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 either NBA observers who uh, who are supposed experts or just casual fans just toss these teams away. Like like yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The Lakers are going to get healthy at the end. They're just going to steamroll straight through to the finals. I, I don't believe that. It could happen. But, man, I'll tell you, I've been impressed by what I've seen, both out of the Jazz and the Suns. I think the Nuggets are going to be really dangerous. The Clippers, Clippers, you, I mean, they're talented enough to do some stuff. So how's it all going to turn out? Man, don't I, – I, here's a question for you, Jake. Do you think that these regular season games have any kind of lasting effect? You know, it's, it's another number. I get that. But do you think that this somehow – can uh, can hurt a team's attitude if they run into this team, particular opponent, in the playoffs? Do they remember, or do you think it's it's totally a non-factor? Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can phrase it this way. Well, Gordon, I think that they remember, but it's also a non-factor. <laughs> See if I can gonna, if I can put that gonna, if I can put that out there. Is this the going to be a show of contradiction? Is that what this is going to be? Uh, here's the thing: players, of course, they remember interactions and games and those sorts of things. But does does it affect things once it's zero zero in the playoffs? Probably not. Maybe you can even say the same thing for games within a single playoff series. I mean, think of the Jazz last year against the Nuggets. In some of the games, it looked like the Jazz just were going to kick that team to the curb, and then, whoa, wait a second, what happened next? You know, so it can turn on a dime. I remember one year back in the Jazz glory years with Stockton and Malone, I think uh, one of those years that they faced the, the the Lakers in the playoffs, they had not won a regular season game against the Lakers that year, and then they beat them in the playoffs. So uh, that stands out in my mind. I remember that. And so maybe it doesn't really matter in the long term, but it does matter from a standpoint of the way a team feels about itself in the here and now. And, uh, and it, it, uh, it, it, it certainly helps as far as the numbers game goes in the, in the, in the standings. So it, I, I'm really looking forward to this one. I know it's a late game, Jake, and you don't like staying up late. Not, you know, I get it, but, uh, this one has to have you pretty pumped up. Yeah. I can't hear it. My voice I'm bouncing off the walls over here. Doesn't really sound like it. Oh, hey! Now an insult? No, you didn't. You didn't sound. Austin, did that sound like he was pumped up? Uh, it it, I, it more sounded uh, sarcastic. It no. kind of did. It kind of did. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm, can you hear it in my voice? Never I'm been sort, off the walls over here. You know. I mean, when you said that, Jake, you made uh, Aaron Rodgers sound like he was just ecstatic in <laughs> uh, hosting uh, Jeopardy. Gordon, I'm often sarcastic, but dead serious the whole time. And also, <laughs> and also very, uh, very flippant. It's going to be a great day. No, I'm excited for tonight's game. Yeah, it should be a it should be a great basketball game. I'm I'm excited to see these teams uh, uh, match up again. It's been a minute, and they're both you know one two showdown in the West. It's going to be a real snoozer. <laughs> Okay. All right. I, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see how, how uh, especially, you know, there's a lot of talk. A lot of people compare Booker 
with Donovan Mitchell, and uh, and and for good reason, I get that. But uh, it'll be it'll be fun to see those two very effective scores go at one another, or if I don't know they cover each other or not, but uh, just to see how they perform. And then of course the crafty Mike Conley going up against uh, you know two veterans with uh, Chris Paul, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. And you mentioned Aiden. And then uh, Rudy Gobert, obviously. How's that going to work out? And then the supporting cast for both teams uh, are pretty darn good. So, um, yeah, it's good all the way around. And also the rest of the team. More Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. It's really going to be a snoozer, though. I wouldn't really pay much attention to it. Let's uh, let's talk about Zach Wilson for a second here, Gordo. And I'll I'll set it up and and we'll, uh, we'll play some sound here. Uh, but uh, Steve Young, of all people, is uh, breaking news about Zach Wilson. Uh, he did a radio interview and basically said that the Niners would love to have him, and he's first on their list, but the Jets are already courting the family, and that pretty much is a uh, done deal. Yes, and Joe Douglas uh, of the Jets was asked about this after the news came out that Steve Young had said that. And uh, he had uh, an interesting uh, rep- re- uh, response to it. What did you think of Steve Young's comments on the radio? Apparently he did some detective work and spoke to some members of the coaching staff, and he said the Jets are, quote, committed to Zach Wilson. Uh, Steve's, uh, Steve's plugged into uh, BYU pretty well. Um, I know uh, it, it, it was good being out there at the pro day and uh, just had an opportunity to you know, speak to his representatives, um, say hello to a couple members of his family quickly. Um, and, you know, BYU put on a, a great pro day for, for the entire NFL first class, uh, first class organization. And, uh, it, it was a good day out there. You know, um, like I said, we're, we're excited about this class and we're excited about this quarterback class. So, um, we still have a lot of our process left uh, in these three plus weeks leading up to the draft and a lot of productive conversations, conversations in the future coming up. So that's not exactly a denial. No, it's not. And uh, I don't know whether I believe I, I think they will have discussions, but I think they they probably are fairly decided into I don't know which quarterback they want. Yeah, because why not? I mean, everybody, it seems like a foregone conclusion that Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one. And so the Jets, you know, have the luxury of time to come to a, you know, a a conclusion on who they're going to take. So it wouldn't surprise me if if that were the case. I thought it was interesting that Steve Young said that uh, the Niners um, put Zach Wilson atop their list as well, even though they're likely not going to be able to get him based on that news, but I, I'm, none of this is, is a total surprise to me. I do value this information more than draft information that we often get from reporters. Well, when you're as high as Zach Wilson is in this draft, uh, I think a team has contacted him and has let him know. Now, they might be lying to him, but I would be pretty surprised if he didn't have a pretty good idea where he was going to end up going. Now, these things can change. Uh, who knows? But uh, It's know, different think- at, at two, though, Gordon, because you've heard the, the stories I know in the past of guys who get picked later in the draft who, you know, hey, Denver called me and they said they're going to pick me because mm-hmm. stuff happens. You know, right. guys fall, guys rise, stuff happens. You never know. But with the number two pick. Right. 
Right, exactly. Like we're I, we're going to take you at number two, unless you go one, I guess, and then, <laughs> uh, and then we'll we'll deal with it. But I mean, when you're picking number two, that's a little different than if you're around in the seventh, you're going to be a Tennessee Titan. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of a friend of mine growing up whose dad was a salesman, and he was a very good salesperson. He was his company, a major company, and he was their number one national salesman. All right. So my friend tells me this story. He said he was in the garage with his dad, and his dad had a had an associate or someone who, who was, he knew in the garage, and he spotted his son's, he spotted my friend's bike that was in the garage, a very nice bike, and he saw it. And he said, wow, I really like that bike. Uh, is it for sale? And it, it, my friend's dad said, yes, <laughs> everything's for sale. <laughs> and my friend's going, wait, Dad, you're going to sell my bike right out from under me? Same thing with this. I mean, the Jets can sit there and they can wink, wink and say, uh, well, we, we're, we're evaluating uh, all the prospects. But the Jets have no problem with Zach Wilson being highly regarded around the league because who knows what might happen. So the, I mean, the, the it, Zach Wilson is the bike in this circumstance? Yes. I mean, if, and, and who, well, is, who say, is Willie Loman? The Jets? Well, well, let's say that the Niners at number three oh, really, de- re- really decide that Zach Wilson is the guy they want. Well, the Jet- Zach Wilson's for sale. I mean, if the Niners came to the Jets and said, hey, man, we'll, we'll, we'll flip spots with you and we'll give you a couple of really nice draft picks and maybe uh, throw in a real nice player, too, they'll make that flip. They'd make that flip. So they don't have any problem with Zach Wilson being tied to them because he's a valuable asset. And there might be somebody who would say, well, we got to do something. Let's uh, let's let's give the Jets a call. But I, I, I think this was uh, I think the Jets had planned on Zach Wilson. I think this has been the case uh, for quite some time now. And even if Darnold had stayed, uh, I think that they would have taken Zach Wilson. But I could be wrong. That's the way it seems. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.